0: Funny, this is my theme music by my dear friend, Nick, back in New Jersey, and he gave me lots of options where, like, you can either fade out here or you can fade out there. So it's like a song that has five different sections that you can just choose. Well, anyway, uh, hi, everybody. This is uh, Bicycle Mark Mark Renderu, with you in the year that we call 2022. Uh, and if you regularly write the date on documents, uh, well, that makes one person, because I don't. I rarely have to do that, but you have to get used to writing the the two. I was barely used to 2021, but here we are anyway. And to kick off the year, because uh, as always, I want it to be a year of uh, podcasts and conversations and... Uh, Especially catching up with people that over the years we've spoken with in different places, um, different episodes. I am excited to start 2022 with a conversation with a good friend of mine who also happens to be in the Netherlands. So maybe we sound closer to you wherever you are, because in terms of the amount of cable required, it's just less uh, than the average podcast interview. Uh, I'm talking about Elmina Vainia. I never say your last name, Elmina. How How did I do? Vinia, actually
1: the correct Vigna. pronation. Yeah,
0: I took the W I Y and I made a y. yeah, Vinia.
1: Okay, Elmina's it's here. A, it's a <laughs> it's a Frisian thing because it's uh, originally it should be spelled with a with a Y, so so the the Y without the dots on above. Ah. So and somewhere 150 years ago, uh, a civil servant uh, put in the dots.
0: And ever- so now
1: it's a bit confusing to everyone.
0: So don't ever think that a civil servant doesn't have power. Uh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that. Um, I mean, at the end of last year, I technically got, I don't think I got married. I think I got civil unioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. if <laughs> I have to translate all these things. Um, and, uh, and indeed, I had to, you know, a civil servant uh, asked us questions like, so uh, last names. So, uh, you know prove who you are and that you've never been married that was really hard to prove that you've never been married to someone um is an kind of an odd process uh how do you do that apparently there are documents that you can get something like a birth certificate but that will like show your marriage history or lack thereof um Uh so i got a um i got one from portugal even though i wasn't born there i'm a portuguese citizen and they generated basically a birth certificate with up-to-date information which in the category of times married or it doesn't say anything or says not never so then and only then does the um, government of or at least the city of amsterdam uh, see me as eligible to do it again or for the first time or become civil union so
1: well yeah. it makes sense if If there is still somewhere a status that you are still married, then you would be in trouble because we're not allowed to be married to two people at the same time, right?
0: It's not that kind of country. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. What was the other thing? Um, There's a really big to-do in this country. Again, I don't have a lot of experience in other countries, but they really want to make sure you're not family. So again, the burden of proof that you are not brother and sister or brother and brother, uh, I suppose, also qualifies in sister and sister and so forth. Um, it was really complicated. How do you prove that you're not family? You can show a birth certificate, but uh, your birth certificate has to have additional... I had one that just had my name and the date I was born. The, the city of Newark, New, York, New Jersey, was a very simple place. Uh, that's my background today on Zoom. But um, And uh, it didn't say my parents' names. It certainly didn't say anything about where they were born so i needed to find something that could actually show that so that at least we could prove that our parents don't seem related oh it was not easy uh, mm, yeah interesting yeah yeah are you officially married or
1: nope yeah
0: there you go you don't have <laughs> yeah. to prove anything
1: no. <laughs> it's quite convenient
0: yeah. yeah well see that's an interesting thing too because so, part of our theme today—not that we need a theme—it's a podcast. We can do whatever we want, and I'm glad that everybody out there is is following us or, or joining along for the journey. But, uh, Alina, you and I often discuss life as well as technology and and podcasts for sure. And, and um, but so there's been a lot going on. Um, Uh, with me i'd say uh with things changing anyway uh as 2022 begins there's a whole lot about to happen um and we'll get into that um but um no no i forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) oh it was a thing that uh in looking at the possibility that i was no the the certainty more or less that i'm going to become a father uh and uh Whatever else comes with that in the future, which now becomes, oh, I will actually uh, buy a house or become a house owner in in 2022. But there was this question of, oh, but I have a I have a girlfriend, and how do we uh, how do we best move forward in a way that like pro- gives us the best chances, basically, of first of all being recognized as both the parents of a child, and second of all being recognized as qualified people to buy a house, which is not that easy in this world beyond the money part, uh, although that's a big one. So that was kind of why, uh, honestly, uh, I don't think I'm talking out of school. That uh, we went to the sort of Khmain, to the to the city uh, hall and said, "Okay, what kind of union can we get here?" And uh, we chose for civil union. Um, but before that, I hadn't thought I always want to be civil union. Certainly hadn't thought, "Oh, I need to be married." Also not an issue. I know I love my partner, and I have a feeling we're going to be together as we go. We certainly are. Excited to be uh, parents and see that through, um, but I don't know. How, how did you approach this idea of um, a partner uh, in your life? Actually, how long ago was it that you sort of you you met? Like, we can name him Ton. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, but how do you how have how have you approached it, or did you approach it, especially as you became homeowners and parents?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, there, are, I think. What makes it easier is that we are both Dutch, um, mm. so so we don't have to follow extra, jump through extra hoops. That's me- that makes a lot of sense, um, or it makes it simpler uh, in our world. Yeah. Um, how do we do? Yeah, so we we know each other for like twenty two years already, twenty three this year. Uh, yeah. that we're we'll be together. Yeah. Um, and I think, well, just moving in together is not really that difficult. Like you just right? you know, stop stop renting one room and pay up f- together for the room that you're still living in. yeah, um so so that's that's the first start. And uh, at, uh, when we became homeowners, which was like two thousand and six, somewhere yeah. like there,. Yeah. Uh, we had to make sure that I would be able to live there uh, because I was still a student. So I wasn't paying up anything for the mortgage. It was all on tons uh, income. Yeah. Um, So we had what we in Dutch call a samenlevingscontract. Right,
0: right, right, yeah.
1: Uh, So that's not a real union. It's just a statement that uh, we're... Uh, we're together, yeah. uh, and together with that came a testament uh, on each other, uh, yeah. stating what would be needed if one of or the other dies, and there's a list of things that I owned and a list of things that he owned that we didn't want to go to uh, one side of the family or the other side of the family. Yeah. But, but there was only a short list because the only things that we didn't want to go to tons family if he if i would die was uh or basically if we both died at the same time oh. was the paintings of a great uncle of mine hmm. uh which which wouldn't make a lot of sense to give to Tan's parents or or his sisters um, yeah. yeah that's basically the only thing that we we arranged uh on on that side and at the same time we already signed in a contract with a with a clause if children would be in play Ooh. And it's a, a very interesting construction that they made up. Uh, so um, there is this rule that as soon as uh, as one parent dies, a kid uh, um, uh, gets a, a heritage from the parent that died. Right. Uh, but it's only um, um, uh, as long as the other partner still lives, that kid is not allowed to claim okay the, right the the right. heritage it's sure. it's it's a bit odd but but uh, in our in our contract there's a weird clause that we sort of first disown our kids wow. and it was to prevent that uh, that it, if a kid would be in play uh, they couldn't say well just move out uh, i have the right to this uh, to this house or to uh, ha- half of this house and get out of here something yeah. like that yeah
0: yeah i, I had this emotional Moment uh, I didn't see coming. Some emotional moments I, I'm like, oh yeah, but probably I'm going to be emotional when I leave this house or when I uh, see this child. But maybe I should start there. But um, a surprise for me was I went to, so as the father, and you're right, probably being foreign sometimes makes things more complicated and um i said to the civil servant coming back to our start um yeah so i'm the dad i was there with with my partner and um and the civil servant said um okay well you need a um an official certified birth certificate or something like that and i had this like i described a non-certified apparently birth certificate and uh she said to me okay well you can't like that you can't be recognized as the father and i and i was really at first i was like oh come on you know like uh i've lived in this country 20 years like here's all the documents of my life like i'm i'm here i'm definitely here and i'm definitely the dad and and she's just like yeah no um you're gonna have to find a way to get a certified da 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 And then and only then can you be recognized as the the father. And she's like, by the way, that's the same thing you're going to need if you want to get officially uh, uh, connected to your partner. And it was such a shock, like the idea that that until I figure this out, uh, if the child were to be miraculously born right now, um, I'm not the dad. I mean, there's a process, I guess, at that point, but I have to go chasing, kind of go through legal channels. That's a really weird thing. Just like... Yeah, you're nobody until we say you're somebody, uh, which is, yeah. Uh, so took me a moment there, kind of, tiny tear in my yeah, eye. Yeah,
1: well, at the same time, uh, Ton had to go through a lot of hoops as well, uh, even though we have been partners for quite a while. But because we are not officially registered as partners, he's not automatically that. So he had to claim his fatherhood as well. Wow, so, yeah it is yeah, um because there's a there's a, a really good reason that we are not married um uh we both have our own companies mm-hmm. and uh, there's a, a there's a, a what do you call a. A legal liability if one of the companies gets bust, um, that I could be responsible for Tan's company if right. something goes wrong on his end, even if it's nothing to do with me or my my handling. So, if you are married, you really need to make sure that all these things have been arranged. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so wow. the the construct of marriage for us doesn't really make sense because a marriage says everything is together unless you specify otherwise mm-hmm. and the the contract that we have everything is separate except for the things that we specify is combined. Yeah. Which makes a lot more sense.
0: Yeah. That's yeah that so I had not thought about that. You know it it occurs to me a lot right growing up in the US uh, and then leaving, you always get told the U.S. is a super into business and money and and business. <laughs> Come back to that, but you know I have a company in this country too as a as a one person uh, you know freelancer, um, and uh, many of my friends do. I mean that's that's just how, especially I guess the last ten or so years in this mm-hmm. country, there's such an emphasis on that. Um, so it's it's interesting because outside of the Netherlands, I don't know if everybody. I mean, maybe some people do recognize like the companies and the the good economy or at least the good uh, level quality of life, but it is very like, you know, everybody's their own business kind of country. Like it's definitely expanded since I've been here where it's not uncommon what you just described, but I had never thought about the liability uh, side. So that that is super fascinating, but it's such a, um, I don't know if you would call it like a pro-business country, but it's certainly a part of... That line between private life and professional life is, I mean, this is true, even if you work for a large company nowadays, I think, but it's not as um, clear as it used to be.
1: Mm, True.
0: Yeah. Although it seems like you found a way to make it just a little clearer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Uh, Elmina, I I brought you on the program today first to help me get started in this year with podcasting. So thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, It's not, it's weird because it's not, easy and you also produce podcasts i should tell uh, uh, the audience especially if you're well if you're dutch speaking uh, i think it's i highly recommend it if you're not dutch speaking i can still recommend it as an ear exercise um but but it's not the same experience well Uh, if
1: only if you're (laughs) really into learning dutch or if you're really like to pronounce you know the hard g and yeah uh, yeah yeah
0: i know a few people who actually do like that and would uh <laughs> but um so you know so you, you you make podcasts but you do uh other things you're you're a writer uh storytelling is a big part of not just what you do but what you're interested in um but for me like with podcasting it it is an outlet right uh it has been a part of my life for yeah 16 now 17 years and uh when it's not there when i'm not actually doing it regularly it something seems off um, mm. I have a similar, <laughs> behind uh, Elmina, there's a piano and a guitar. And uh, I have a similar relationship with uh, I'm a French horn player. If I don't play it in a while, and I mean, hopefully a couple times a week, but I, it's, something feels off. And so with that's how it's been with podcasting this last month or so. And certainly as we approach the birth of my child, which is mm. weeks away, uh, I'm trying to keep things peaceful around the house. And what can I say? My horn is not a uh, <laughs> quiet instrument, and podcasting is no. not a quiet process either, um, as much as I try to hide in a corner closet. Um, so th- that's what makes it so hard sometimes to to come back to record as much as I miss it. So y- you and I message each other fairly regularly, and I was like, oh, let's, let's talk about especially the craziness going on uh, uh, because I'm trying to understand life, and you you often help me with that <laughs>
1: well <laughs> i try to <laughs> yeah whenever i can
0: i i think the 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 big thing uh obviously starts with uh having a kid i'll call them having mm. a kid seems very like laid back like, oh, having a kid you have a kid now how old
1: Five and a half.
0: Five and a half. yeah mm-hmm. time flies <laughs> and, uh, definitely yeah i'm gonna learn more about how time flies i think in a new dimension with, uh, ah, with a child. well
1: at first time stops if you yeah. have a kid yeah that's uh, so it, it won't fly the first few weeks or months it will probably feel like seven days in one day isn't that a good thing
0: i've been wanting to stop time
1: <laughs> mm, oh <laughs> that's not the way <laughs> the regular schedule will stop bark don't yeah. worry about it it okay. will happen yeah i'm
0: i'm very curious about that no matter how many times people tell me oh, it's it's not it's not great but you'll get through it but i'm like oh i'm curious i don't know call me naive
1: oh. Oh, please be naive because that's that's the only way you'll survive <laughs> no i'm kidding i can do that i can do that yeah yeah
0: but then also with that, um, take me back, like, uh, when you had your daughter, you were not living in the town that you're living now. Um, you were living in the town where you had been for quite some years, right?
1: Definitely, yeah. yeah. So, so I've lived in Enschede for 20 years. Yeah. Um, so I'm basically together with Tom most of that time. Cool. Um, and <clears throat> it's because because I... Got to university in Enschede, yeah. and Enschede is situated right at the German border. It's on the same what do you call it latitude as Amsterdam, basically. Ooh, uh, yeah. But it's uh, but it's on on the other side of the country, which is about I don't know if you, if you're quick, about ninety <laughs> minutes drive, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. I used to right. be uh until we got uh stuck at the hundred kilometers an hour uh ah, yes. everywhere safety so yeah <laughs> yeah so so that that's where that town is situated um and it's um uh you know i've mm, i've been a student there, i've been yeah. a young adult there I've grown up there as an adult. Bought a house together, and then at the very, very end of that process, I got a kid. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a nice kind of evolution of things, sort of life achievements. (laughs) Um, I, I mean, it's a, it's a city, right? I mean, it's a small city in the Netherlands. We have about one hundred
1: fifty thousand people. Yeah, maybe a bit more. And it was home. It was definitely home. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you come to this moment where you think, I am going to move away from home. Why?
1: (laughs) Ah, I wanted to move for quite a long time already. Uh Um, So for uh, basically for both of us, there was not that much business in the local vicinity uh, Mm. because we were a bit out there in terms of, you know, a, a bit on the front end of you know development in our fields and the area that we were living in um it was a bit of a slow take up Uh, so we didn't have a bit a lot of business there uh but we did have a lot of business in uh, the western part of the country um so it made a lot of sense for us to move closer to the center of the country so we could cut down on travel time to clients or whatever business we had to do yeah. closer to Schiphol because at a certain point in time Ton traveled a lot abroad. Yeah. Um so so that would have made a lot of sense. Okay. Um but at the same time uh between the two of us we were a bit out of sync. Uh mm-hmm. Ton you know, always made the calculation, well, it's cheap to live here um, mm-hmm. because it's a lot of cheaper uh yeah. at buying a house in Enschede than it would be in the rest of the country, or at least in the in what we call the Randstad, where yeah. most, m- most uh big cities are. So um but then life changed quite a bit uh, because both tons parents died uh, right at the time that we were actually more consciously trying to have a kid because mm-hmm. it didn't come natural to us. Yep. Um, that freed up something in Ton's mind. So now without the parents who actually grew up in that area, his mother was from Enschede, his father from a town very close by. So it it sort of felt like you know being or being the need to, to be stuck there in that region or hiding from his parents who moved away by the way uh, okay. they lived in an, in a different city an okay. hours drive away but then you know so it it was like a veil lifted off him mm. uh, which is way to explain but but it happened yeah. plus uh, we got a little bit of money from their heritage sure so, we finally had the opportunity with a little bit of extra money to move to a different city where um, we wouldn't lose money on selling the house right, or at, right. <laughs> not not as much as as uh, we might have had uh, moving a couple of years earlier because you know the financial crisis did really uh, struck housing markets um, mm. uh, quite quite a big time uh, so um we finally could sell our home without too much uh loss and we were able with the extra money uh, to buy something more expensive in the middle of the country yeah yeah so that's um it made it made a lot of sense for us to to be more central in the country That, that was the main reason
0: did it feel a lot like starting over
1: We made it explicitly to move to a city that we didn't have any history (laughs) on both ends. Because, you know, uh, Zwolle, for instance, would be a very nice city to live in. But that is where his parents lived for for most of their lives. Hmm. So um, we specifically searched for a place where neither of us had any history. Yeah. So, yeah, in that way, it was really a new start. Yeah. Hmm. But we now live in a city that wasn't first on our list, I have to admit, because we started huh. searching in Utrecht. Yeah. Um, you know, U- Utrecht for the past 10 years has, has had a huge city built next to it, basically, uh, which is called uh, Leidse Rijn, huh. uh, in the end, one hundred and fifty thousand people will live on the on what what the locals call the other side of Utrecht. Um, and my, one of my brothers moved there uh, mm-hmm. just a few years before. And it's it's a nice area. It's central in the country. Um, but <laughs> so as we were looking, uh, the the house crisis already started going up.
0: Started going up, yeah. So
1: we we the only things that we could afford were way out. Uh, on on the western side of the city, which is neither uh, part of Utrecht, neither part of of the newly built city centers, it yeah. was crammed. It felt, you know, too too much uh, stones, too much. You know, th- th- it 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 lacked a lot of things. Y-
0: were you thinking I want space and I don't want to be close to too many people, or was that not a not really well
1: you can't have both no
0: well i don't know it's funny because humans kind of especially now much later but covid times you kind of you you want contact with people but you also want safe distance not only safe yeah. but potentially yeah you can live near people because traveling is more difficult and, and complicated but at the same time yeah you want your your rooms to think and to be um, and to work well
1: most important for us was that we <clears throat> could find a house with uh, enough space spaces should, enough rooms yeah uh, for both of us to have our own uh, workroom.
0: Okay, so this is your own workroom. I'm looking at here.
1: Exactly. So Aha. this is my space. <laughs> yeah. People are allowed to step inside, but sure. not to move stuff. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, because in uh, in Enschede we had a house where Ton and I shared an office space, uh, and I, you know, <laughs> it's not that I'm that I'm clutter free but he is like the champion of making piles
0: yes yes of i'm the runner up everything <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yes
1: I- so yeah the and and you know him talking on the phone would would mean that i could be couldn't be talking on the phone like oh yeah it's it's a lot of hassle so so it makes a lot of sense to have our own room yeah uh, our own offices uh, so that was that was our main priority and you have to understand that we both grew up in small villages okay. where um, you know a big house I grew up in a in a space with a, a big house and a very big garden in a, close to the forest clo- well forest <laughs> yeah <laughs> close to some trees <laughs> yeah in a yep. group
0: and your idea was not I need to get away from this, wor- the type of world I grew up in,
1: because some um, people have that,
0: right? They're like, I don't want anything to do with where yeah. I grew up. With
1: I would never move back to where I <laughs> grew up. There it is. Up. Okay, yeah.
0: but, but the-
1: it's the it's the it's not so much about the house or the environment. It's more like the 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 mentality of the people living there that I had to get away from. Okay, um, uh, but at the same time, if you're living in a city. Uh, you, you crave that feeling of stepping into the garden as a kid and playing football on the grass. And mm-hmm. yeah. So, so it, for, for both of us, it was finding the balance between uh, moving to a city, living inside a city with all the pleasant amenities of a good theater and a good cinema and, and great restaurants <laughs> without um, selling out too much on the, on the space you have available uh, where in in the place where you live, because that's where you spend almost all of your time, especially if you have a ki- have a kid running around.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, yeah, when, I'm making uh, mental notes, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because. because <laughs> so when is, we were searching yeah. for uh, in Utrecht, it it uh, the the things that we could afford uh, were uh, we're only ticking a few boxes anymore from our list, uh, and th- and then we just. Uh, um, Moved to the second city on our list, uh, which was Amersfoort, and that's where we ended up.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of it as the the crossroads of the railroads. Uh, Definitely, Amersfoort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, a, a, a quick pause, but when we come back, we'll. Uh, I, I want to fast forward. Dare I fast forward into COVID times, and I'll explain when we when we come back. <laughs> All right, we're still going here because it's 2022 and yes, so much of podcasting is personal and yes, yes, I am becoming a homeowner and a parent and Elmina is my role model. Let's put it that way um no i I, I, I like hearing about your experience. I also wonder how often um or how deeply you reflect on these things sometimes because they're all just happening uh, as as
1: oh i'm I, I'm a reflective person Yay. I reflect on anything
0: yeah. Yeah, you're a great journaler, right? You always strike me as someone who writes about, uh, maybe not daily, but but, uh, life. Uh, Not all Mm -hmm. of it for public consumption, I think, but I've certainly read your your, uh, texts on different subjects, so Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's how I see you. (laughs) But um, let's fast forward just a little, uh, and forgive me for that, but COVID times. And it has been two and a half, three years uh, going on. We're in our third year, I think. Um, no, actually, 20, everybody 21. everybody
1: overestimates how long we're in this together. It's okay. two years now.
0: Two years, yeah. 2020, 2021.
1: In beginning yeah. of March, end of February, we started our first lockdown right. two years ago.
0: 2020, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so uh, Don't uh,
1: overestimate. Don't overestimate. It's only been two years.
0: Fair enough. I, I, th- I think for me that... I don't know how long it took me to realize this, but... Um, I've sort of come to my own realization that, a lot of people have said this, um, that this is sort of here to stay in some form, um, whether it's like the Omicron, not as heavy form. But anyway, what I wanted to look at was how, um, of course, COVID has made us, in relation to our where we live, in relation to who we live near or with, um, and then how you know what's a priority in terms of where you live Um, because i find that uh fascinating and sometimes i think it might have changed for some people i mean we see it like i read these reports about where people are buying houses and and what the new values are and um in theory so many more of us you've heard all this don't have to go to an office you haven't been going to an office for for quite a while quite a long time before covid i think um but for you and all that criteria that you had even when you moved to emersford did covid or covid life change uh or or enhance or shift anything when it comes to your living style or where you want to be or how it is to be where you are
1: hmm well not, I'm really glad that we moved into this house uh, before the pandemic started um, because if we were still stuck in that same house in Enschede uh, we would have gone mad <laughs> um, because of uh, lack of uh, office space um, that, that would have been really difficult So so many times we uh, Tom and I said to each other that we're very lucky to live where we live uh, mm-hmm. right now. So in in that way, it it um, we made a good choice. And to give you an idea, in the sort of house we live in currently, is that we are um, living in a, a small courtyard with four homes, uh, with have their uh, car space, uh, car parked. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 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 that courtyard and we are one of the two homes uh, It's it, you know it's a semi detached or how do you call it twee onder één kap
0: yeah two it's a two family home technically or two houses yeah. under one roof yeah
1: yeah, yeah. um uh, so uh, we have one neighbor attached to us yeah. that's all um uh, we have a, a properly sized garden which also is uh, bordering a kind of um, waterway, uh, which is used for for water buffering. Um, which is in this whole neighborhood, there's a lot of waterways and ponds, and to manage all the all the the water because it's pretty much um, <laughs> what do you call it a polder?
0: Yeah, it's yeah. a it, it's a. F- the land that was uh, dried out uh, or stolen from the sea
1: yeah and <laughs> uh, very close by is, is is the area that that has one of the oldest um areas that was uh, uh put yeah. to dr- uh, put drying reclaimed yeah. Yeah. reclaimed uh land so yeah. um that's that's uh, the area where we live and that's the house where we have uh Actually, um, five bedrooms, mm-hmm. and we have uh, a, a large kitchen. We have a large living room. We have big windows on two <laughs> sides facing into the garden and facing onto the pond, which also has a balcony where we ha- put some pots and plants and and grow our vegetables during uh, spring and and summer. Um, so we have lots of areas to retreat, even within our own home. Yeah. So we have on the top floor we have a balcony we have on the on the uh, the living room has a balcony we have the garden and then we have a a plateau right next to the water where we put some some nice sofa in to you know enjoy enjoy the outside yeah and mm. we have an apple tree <laughs> yes which you yeah so um and then the neighborhood at large is um a lot of green. Uh, A lot of trees, uh, because when they planned this whole neighborhood, they they kept as many old trees as they could. So there are a lot of bikeways uh, with uh, willows next to it, uh, small, you know, slootjes, uh, as we call them in Dutch. Uh, Small ditches, uh, sometimes with and sometimes without water. Right. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Lots of play area for our daughter. So within the first lockdown, uh, when we still a bit in business panic because we didn't know what would happen, I was without clients. Ton wasn't, so he made sure that he got his. Because now he's running a company with uh, with eight, mm-hmm. um, so so it it, it grew uh, yeah. beyond him just being it him uh, his own uh, business. Yeah. Um, so I took care of my daughter because she couldn't go to daycare. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen every playground (laughs) in, in the, in the area.
0: Yes. you discovered more during uh, COVID. Oh, uh, (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We, we could visit a different playground every, every day, basically, if we wanted to. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I found that in the time of covid the last two years uh i the speed at which i got to know neighbors accelerated mm. it used to take a bit of time you know i mean left and right you kind of know but beyond who's left and right or across the street like it really accelerated during covid because there was more time i guess and the world just got smaller so you uh, th- th- one thing about at least amsterdam and i'm very curious how life will be now that i'm leaving amsterdam for a a town slash city nearby. Um, but it's that you pass people that you see pretty regularly. I recognize them. That's how I am. Um, but you not, you don't necessarily say hi to them. I mean, I do, I try, but they can easily ignore me. And then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to try that again. Cause that person ignores me. Um, but that kind of shifted during COVID where people who were perhaps kind of didn't notice me, <laughs> even though I was always walking by, stopped and said hello or didn't stop but said hello and then from hello it became oh what's your name actually and so you come to know like if i look out my window i can see like i don't know 10 12 apartments and i know eight uh eight or ten of them Hmm. uh and, and probably four of them i have their keys and water their plants nowadays when people actually go on trips or even just out of town um that was a huge change here i find um i knew people And I had, there was a friendliness that existed, thankfully, but it's um, accelerated. And I don't know, COVID or not, in a new town, um, and and you've gone through this, right? You moved after a long time somewhere, Um, if it will be as easy, um, as pleasant, you know? Mm. You can always, you know, I've tried to meet one or two neighbors when buying the house or, or, but... You're one of many people, and and you're seen as like, "Ugh, here comes another couple. I'm foreign. Uh, and I guess I think you've warned me that that Harlem, where I'm moving is it can be very Dutch. Uh, so, okay, here it's not exotic to meet me, obviously, plus I've been here forever. but um, but there it it may be weird. Uh, I certainly say things and do things that are a little different. So I just don't know, you know, and and, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm nervous about it, but I, I just know that it could be challenging. Um.
1: Well, moving to a different town, no matter whether it's COVID or not, it, it will change things. Exactly because you are already rooted for so long in, in, in the same neighborhood and especially in the same town. Um, we explicitly, uh, when we moved in here, um, made a point of inviting the neighbors to get to know, him, to know them. Yeah, uh, because that's the thing that we didn't really do in Enschede when we moved in our previous home, and we kind of missed that. Um, hmm. Surely having a having a kid running around makes it more like a necessity because you know she will be playing in the courtyard, and yep. so so we really made an effort in inviting the neighbors to our home for a small. Get to know each other party. Yeah. Uh, when we moved in, we first had like four painters in our home um, before, before it will be livable for us. So I made sure that I uh, made a little note. With our phone numbers because we were still living in Enschede and couldn't be there every day. If if the neighbors had any complaints about noise or anything that they could reach us, and Ooh. we put printed a, fo- a photo next to it so that they already kind of knew that we would be moving in. Huh. Uh, tiny tiny gestures to you know to introduce yourself to your neighbors and and yeah, so that really worked because um, uh, it. The, so the area that we live in functions more like a village than a than a city. It um, happens a lot, I
0: think, in this country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wonder, yeah, you know,
1: it's it's um, uh, it's it's one of the newest neighborhoods, and it's actually on the north side of the of the highway, mm-hmm. so it's literally cut off for a bit from the rest of the city. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an extension of a very small rural village called <laughs> hooglander vein um, um, it already now has its own um uh shopping center and it has uh, its own uh, train station but it wasn't the case before yeah yeah but that makes it a, a, a like like a, a self-functioning uh, right. entity yep. and neighborhood in itself yeah um so walking about the streets it's pretty normal to say hello to anyone despite not knowing each other which is very villagey like Mm -hmm. uh you know that that would happen in the in the in the village where i grew up in if you if you pass each other on the street you say hi yeah that's that's how things work Mm -hmm. uh which would never function in a city center because Mm -hmm. you know when (laughs) you would be busy it's a lot of highs yes (laughs) yeah yes
0: understood (laughs) I do have to say a lot of hellos. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: if, if I can give you one advice before moving in, uh, if either you need to do a lot in home, but but you know, make sure that you you set the tone of a sort of willingness and openness to, to the other people yeah. who have been living there for, for a longer time. That really helped us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I also feel like we're, at, we're in a time, although maybe every time feels like this, where prices are really high, for houses and yet people are moving a lot i mean people are buying a lot selling a lot so you know you can as you would predict i i the street that we're 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 buying a house is i think it's a nice street and i see a lot of people and 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 just characters and and decoration that's funny especially around christmas time like a great mix of really tacky santa clausy villages in the window i think there's a lot of old people and um as nice as that might all be i also know that there might be a sort of fatigue um or even just skeptic skepticalness to oh you know they renovated this house where and now there's these people coming in and uh, this is how it goes you know and and there we are like hello um so i, I it crosses my mind a lot and then comes the question how then to move from there. Okay, obviously, maybe some people know that houses are expensive and we're new, um, and uh, maybe they're not super excited about these changes, right? Um, but nonetheless, what now? You know How to sort of bridge that gap? Um, and there are lots of ways, and your approach is uh, certainly an interesting one and potentially a great one, uh, worked for you, I think.
1: Well, you will be having a huge magnet called a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Babies are cute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Make sure good use of it. Yeah. Yes.
0: Fair enough. Great. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's how it is. And and as long as you make sure that you're in uh, for the long run, that you're not in there for... um, The old
0: flipping of a house.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) basically. Right, right. (laughs) That you intend to stay there longer than two or three years. Yeah. Um, You do have to explain it um, because people will hear you speak English on the street and they suspect you're an expert and -hmm. and moving along in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, But that will, you know, that will... Yep. explain it to them and 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 they'll you know it it might take time it might go very easy you you never know who your neighbors will be yeah you might dislike them or you might love them <laughs> it's it's yeah it's the package deal of moving house and you never nice. know what you're going to get
0: yeah amazing that there's not a process like when you're trying to buy a house like it's all about you know the structure and uh the, f- the different aspects of it and uh lots of questions can be asked about that but you, you you know you can ask like how are the neighbors and every person who's selling a house or the agent will just say like fine you know yeah. young yeah. Or old, yeah a little bit old but you'll never mm-hmm. say like that guy over there hates humans that guy over there uh, sets things on fire in his yard, ER. you know, like they just, No. but yeah, if I ever get into real estate, I'm going to create some kind of system where you have to like interview all the neighbors and hang out with them once before you buy a house. Also, you should have to sleep somewhere just so you know what it sounds like at night. I also want to know this and did not get to do that. It's just a giant oh, yeah. gamble. You just don't know. Like
1: it's like, okay. So, so our current home is, is really new, right? So it's only 15 years old. So it's built, to a certain standard uh, it's Sounds soundproof good. you 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 barely hear anything from the neighbors cool but the home that we owned in Enschede was from the early 70s and it, you could hear everything yep. from the neighbors yep. right yep. and i was the first few weeks i was so disappointed mm. because nobody told us wow uh, didn't yeah. really explicitly ask probably <sighs> yeah um, but then you discover that it, you know the the older couple living next to us had uh kids actually who were just a bit younger than me um so so they were still students and sure they weren't living at home anymore, so it was just the two of them um but he would get into fits yeah. with his son not studying enough or yeah. in the middle of the night right
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: so and um, at the same time it's it's you learn to accept all the quirkiness of <laughs> of other people sure it's oh like, because they were they were very kind and they were nice and and yeah. they had their hearts in a good place but yeah. they just drank too much and they smoked too much and yeah. and that during the middle of the night they could you know get into sure. an argument
0: sure yeah <laughs> and then you're kind of married to them for 20 years <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah. yeah yeah that's yeah. that's what happens so yeah, yeah. that's what I learned to accept that there will be things that you completely dislike about where you end up yeah, there is no perfect home unless no. you are situated far, far away from other people. But then you probably complain about right. the smell of the of of the neighboring farmer, <laughs>
0: or the puts silence. His,
1: puts <laughs> his machines on on the oh. land at six a.m. in the morning.
0: True. True. Yeah. Yeah. I have that if I ever send you to my grandparents' home in Portugal, it is beautiful, it is the countryside, and you will hear tractors at weird hours, well, weird hours, really early hours, and you'll think, exactly. this place is beautiful, but what the hell?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so there, yeah. there is this, uh, you have to come to terms with whatever you didn't know about where you end up, and then, yeah, you kind of, you'll adjust, but it takes some time.
0: Yeah. All right. Noted. I, have, I, I guess, you know, on one hand, it's like, I'll be ready. But on the other hand... No. Right. And this takes us back <laughs> because to... Because you
1: don't really know what to prepare <laughs> for, right? Right. So you think you're prepared, but then there's this one thing that you really never thought about. Yeah. But that really annoys or bugs you.
0: See, now this reminds me of every discussion I have now about a newborn baby, where everybody is warning me that you do not know what it's like until you're there, and then you're still like, what the hell? And, um... Because I've heard that so often, I feel like I know that it's gonna be crazy and not what I expected, so therefore I feel ready. But um no. You're giving me a look like no, no. <laughs> you still don't know until you're there. No,
1: yeah. Well, that's the thing. You when I was pregnant, I I made sure not to have any expectations at all. Okay. Um I can do that. <laughs> I I, I yeah. You know, it's it's like, uh, but still, it was hard. It, you know, it's it's you still have to deal with this crying thing that couldn't stop crying for mm. for nights and nights yeah. and nights and weeks and weeks because we were a bit unlucky, in, yeah, in terms of the first few months.
0: Yeah, it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, and you just yeah. have to deal with it. But uh, yeah. you know, it's you you there is no way to prepare. Mm-hmm. Period. So, you just what? have to experience it yeah
0: okay i'm I'm getting ready i got I got maybe two weeks. We don't want to, <laughs> as far as they tell me um, and I've watched lots of videos, and I've listened to all my friends. I mean, I, like you said, there isn't really no way to prepare, and yet I insist on just trying to read or learn. Everyone tell me, don't read those books,
1: yeah, t- but, true.
0: But I still kind of flip through them, but but it's true. I don't read them cover to cover. No,
1: it doesn't make sense. The only no. thing that I learned from from raising one kid and and having one baby to take care of <laughs> is that focus on the baby. The baby tells you what it wants.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: It's 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 not that hard as long as you get get rid of all the ideas of of strict feeding times and and regular schedules. It will present itself, and then you think you've got it, and then the baby grows, and then the whole sure. schedule is different again. Hmm. So the only thing you you can hold on to is what the baby tells you. And it's not that hard. I mean, if, if they're tired, it will, you know, uh, put its fist to its eyes. Uh, if it's crying, it's it needs something. Most of the time, it will need feeding, but sometimes it just needs to be comforted, and yeah. sometimes it just can't be comforted, and it will cry on. Uh, yeah, it could be too hot, too cold. You never know.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm 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 gonna follow as as best as possible, as much as I can, that that sort of advice, or at least hear it in my head at those moments. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it will suck. Most of the time, because you are so sleep deprived yeah. in the beginning, and and a lot of your 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 mind, your negative thoughts that will come to mind, they stem from sleep deprivi- deprivation. Mm. So as long as you keep that in mind, that it's not you, it's not the baby, it's you'll be sleep. fine. It's it's <laughs> it's the the shortage of sleep, yeah, uh, and you know that 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 can make you crazy at times. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. This has prepared me for, for two major life changes. <laughs> All yeah. right. And these subjects are going to come back. So that's the other sort of question that doesn't get answered today, but that is, um, as a person who makes podcasts and, and and interviews people often about what they are doing or what they have been through, but like here I am also going through something and how then to bring it into the, the podcast, maybe not every episode, but certainly periodically because... Um, I don't know, this podcast is also a a documentation of my life, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let's see how we approach that. Um, But Elmina, I want to say thanks. Thanks for for making the time and coming on today and sharing really uh, personal experiences from your life. I I think it's super interesting and um, you're a very wise person.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't consider myself wise, but i take the compliment.
0: That's the key. Yeah, that's the whole key. Like, if you want to find a wise person, find the person who doesn't think they're wise. It's like opposites. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, I should say, I'll put in a link to Erfaring Geen Bezwar. Um, seven you. episodes up for people to listen to, all about women in work, or rather women in their careers. Uh, yeah. Am I am I giving it a good description in English?
1: yes you are
0: yeah and did you enjoy doing it
1: the interview right now or the podcast i'm doing
0: your podcast
1: my podcast um yes very much so you know i've always been the, the nosy type like probably probably like you are want to know about how how other people fare in their lives yeah uh so i've been interviewing quite a lot in different forms um and I think this one gets, you know, uh, is, is the one that will stick with me. Uh, I kind of like the podcast form, um, yeah. but you know, it's, it's, it's my way of giving a platform to women, uh, in their, uh, in their professional role. And yeah. especially in the Netherlands, we, we, we don't. Are the women in the Netherlands are not often portrayed as as professionals. Hmm. They are mostly seen as mothers first hmm. and then you know with someone with a job second and mm-hmm. often only to be able to support their family or some in some pervert way. I, yeah. so yeah, it's like the I, job I'm, is something
0: you do in your free time or something. <laughs> yeah. It's,
1: uh-huh. it's almost like that. Like, yeah. So what's that? And I, you know, I, I strongly feel the need for my daughter to have enough role models. Mm. Um, so if, the stories aren't really out there then i should make them right hell yeah yeah wonderful
0: well i hope there are many more in the future uh and uh we all know you know creating podcasts is a, a labor of love so i'm glad you're out there uh, uh doing it and and thinking about it even i think uh, always your thoughts and reflections always give me a lot to uh think about.
1: <laughs> well, glad to be of help. Yeah, thanks
0: Elmina and uh, until next time.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Get my friend uh, Tom here. He's uh, great with a guitar.